0: My name is Thais Gibson and I'm the co-owner and creator of the Personal Development School. This is your daily breakthrough video and in this video I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what the most difficult phases of a relationship are for the fearful avoidant attachment style individual. So this will be like a little bit of a series. I'll talk about which of, which of the stages are the most difficult and I'm going to tell you why. Um, Because each attachment style does tend to face the stages of a relationship quite differently. So for those of you who aren't already familiar, I do a lot of work with the different stages of a relationship. Um, This is based off of originally Dr. Susan Campbell's work where she talks about the five stages. Um, And I've sort of broken up the honeymoon phase into the dating and honeymoon phase, because what I've found in a lot of the work that I've done with individuals over the years is that dating and honeymoon are still very consecutive, consecutive differently, consecutive differently things, that doesn't make any sense, very different things um, and consecutive stages in a relationship dynamic. And there's certain like rites of passage that exist in the dating phase of a relationship that are different from the honeymoon. There are certain patterns that exist for people early in the dating phase that are totally different than the honeymoon. So we're gonna talk a little bit at a high level about what the stages are. And then I'll tell you for the FA specifically like what their biggest challenges are and why. So first we've got our dating phase dating phase is um the phase of a relationship where people are sort of vetting each other it's all about like getting to know somebody figuring out if they're potentially right fit for you a right match and then the rite of passage to move from from the dating phase into the honeymoon phase is some kind of conversation or commitment towards exclusivity or seriousness in the relationship whatever it might be then we've got the honeymoon phase, which is sort of characterized by like elevated neurochemicals, more phenylethylamine, more oxytocin, more dopamine, serotonin, like feeling really good around that person, feeling excited, wanting to take action to see the person, um, all these different things. And that's our honeymoon phase of the relationship. Then we naturally enter into the power struggle phase as We start to sort of like drop the mask and show our flaws, show who we are beneath the surface, open up about our fears, our needs. Um, really show ourselves in this phase. And it's such an important rite of passage um, to go through this. The 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 characteristics to sort of move through this phase are vulnerability, acceptance, um, really opening up and like digging into sharing yourself more, talking about your fears, your needs, your boundaries, all these different things. Um, and when we've done that effectively, we actually take a huge leap forward in terms of the depth of the bond in a relationship. Um, And then we go into the stability phase where we've sort of learned to navigate things. And then when we've sort of entered through the stability phase, over enough time, we then move into the commitment phase. And this is really like taking things to the next level, deciding like if your lifestyles are compatible long-term, you know, deciding on children, having a family, where you wanna live, if you wanna buy a home, we'll live together, et cetera. And then we move into the bliss phase of a relationship. So this is a very high level. Um, by the way, I have a course coming out for April that's literally called How to Repair Any Relationship. So you'll see this course coming out very shortly. The prerequisite for it is really like the emotional mastery and belief reprogramming course. Um, but it really talks about how to navigate the power struggle phase in depth. Um, and then also how to like reconcile if there's been challenges in a relationship, whether it's the parent, a family member, a friend, a loved one of any kind that you really want to work through all the necessary ingredients in depth with a workbook with step-by-step instructions on really what to do to move through that. Um, so I'll put a link to that in the description box below, but when it comes to the fearful avoidant and like how to actually, which of the phases are actually affecting the fearful avoidant the most. Um, It's really interesting because obviously we have the power struggle phase. Um, But then the next most, um, the next phase with the most breakdowns for the fearful avoidant are the stability and commitment phases, which is quite different from different attachment styles. And the reason is this as a fearful avoidant heals on their journey, if they are not doing the work to accept and appreciate peace and stability in a relationship and to do that inner work on their own belief patterns, their own needs, so that they feel like they've got inner stability and peace of mind, the stability phase will actually challenge a fearful avoidant because it will be outside of their subconscious comfort zone for what love is and for what the relationship to themselves are is. So we really, as human beings, like as individuals, we really feel largely attracted to people and tend to stay in relationships and dynamics with people who represent the inner relationship we have to ourselves because our subconscious mind wants familiarity. It thinks familiarity is safe and that that equates to survival. And so what you'll often see taking place is if a fearful avoidant hasn't found like emotional stability and regulation inside the relationship to themselves by like speaking up about their boundaries, by reprogramming painful core wounds from past imprints and traumatic experiences, and by really learning the learning to vocalize their needs, meet their own needs, feel safe and deserving, deserving and worthy of receiving and getting their needs met by others. So that the output of all those things together at a deeper level creates like a lot of harmony and stability and peace in their lives then what actually happens instead is if they happen to move through the power struggle phase maybe because they're with somebody more secure or whatever it might be they will associate the stability phase as being boredom oh i'm bored oh i'm losing interest this isn't exciting that experience of boredom is actually just something out of alignment with your subconscious comfort zone feels like boredom to your conscious mind but it's actually a subconscious strategy to push people away Um, and to get back into a comfort zone with somebody who is a little more chaotic, who does mirror back to you the patterns you have in the relationship to self. Um, And then the commitment phase, which follows. So so that's actually for fearful avoidance, the the place that relationships tend to break down a lot is in the stability phase. Obviously the power struggle phase is the hardest because there's the most stuff to work through. And that's like when everything sort of comes up, but I've seen fearful avoidance be in relationships with securely attached people then you know they move through the power struggle phase okay because they sort of have a the leader there but they haven't still done that inner reprogramming work and then the stability phase acts as a huge challenge to that relationship um so that's there and then the commitment phase as well if a fearful avoidant hasn't reprogrammed you, usually by the time a fearful avoidant is at the commitment phase of a relationship they've moved towards becoming much more secure Um, But if they haven't reprogrammed their fears around security, people getting bored, people moving on, people leaving, sometimes those big long-term commitments, if they still have scary narratives or stories at a subconscious level buried and programmed in there, um, then the commitment phase of a relationship will be a catalyst that brings those fears sort of flooding to the surface and then creates a sphere for for the FA where they're like, oh, I don't want to commit. Something bad will happen. I will get betrayed. I will, you know, anything that's still left in there will show up. And I've seen in certain situations and cases for not leave in that stage of a relationship as well. So it's, it, stay tuned for the next part of this video, because you'll see that the different phases tend to affect attachment cells quite differently for different reasons. Um, and by the way, too, if you want a deep dive into this topic, very specifically, the advanced attachment cell course, Inside the school, the advanced fearful avoidance course. We have an advanced one for every single attachment style. Is basically the roadmap for like your attachment style specifically in each of the six stages of a relationship. The pitfalls, the strengths, the the downsides, the things you have to watch out for. It's basically your blueprint or roadmap for navigating and what you specifically have to focus on reprogramming and the rites of passage that need to come up so that you can proceed into future stages and eventually reach the bliss phase of a relationship. So. Link to all that stuff in the description box below if you wanna check it out. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for being here. Please like share and subscribe to this channel and I will see you in the next video.